Welcome to Sometimes Dead is Better. Sometimes. Yes, sometimes. So it's me, Kristen. And Chris. And we are here, or actually recording at my house this time. Yes, in Atlanta, Georgia. In a closet. In a closet. Not a real closet. It's a studio. We call it the closet. Right. We just designed it to look like a closet to be cute. Yes. We're just kitschy like that. Right. Yeah, it's very authentic. (laughs) Yes. And so uh, what are we drinking today, Chris? <laughs> that sounds like an Irish brogue you're doing there. <laughs> well, you uh, know, I'm, I'm working on the Irish accent. <laughs> I use it for a bit that I sometimes get laughs for. Sometimes I don't. I can't stop now. No, it's okay. Well, this is a... Um, we're drinking uh, today a Shinerbach, which certainly sounds Irish. I think it said it was Belgium. Okay, well, shit. Um, it has a ram on the front of it, so we thought it was appropriate for this movie, which is... The Witch. Yes. Um, which uh, I guess you knew that because it's probably on the title card or whatever it is. That What's the po- What is it called? That's a good question. Yeah. The description? Description of the podcast, which the way we title it may have nothing to do with That's true. <laughs> yeah. You have to click on the info. Yes. And then you'll find out. But I've ruined it. It's called The Witch. It's a 2015 movie directed by... We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hold on. Let's catch up first. All right. All right. So let's first... The uh... Witch. <laughs> It's been a week since we've seen each other. What you been watching, Chris? <laughs> right. Well, I've watched half a horror movie, which is probably what you guys are most concerned with. But I will say I've spent most of my time watching, for the second time, Twin Peaks, The Return, which I could do a whole other podcast on, but I won't because other people have already done it and it's brilliant. <laughs> so I'll just give a shout out to the Darren Frenich and Jeff Jensen podcast about Twin Peaks. Listen to that. What's it called? It's called uh, a Twin Peaks podcast. Oh, okay. I'm not kidding. It's what's called. Great. It's really good. It's for the show. That's the best show I've ever seen. Watch it. It's fabulous. I was able to watch the first three or four really? when we had a Showtime yes. preview. It's on Blu ray now. Well, and you were supposed to watch it and then let us borrow it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. Oh, okay. Um, and then last night I watched half of a movie I've not seen the remake of Let the Right One In, Let Me In. And I loved it, but I was very sleepy and I fell asleep. Mm. And I knew I needed to do it justice, so I'm going to watch it later. And But you have seen the original, right? I've seen the original, yeah. We might have watched it together. We probably did, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's excellent. It's very good, yeah. But, it's, but the remake's great, too. It's really good. Oh, so you've seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited about it. But that's been my week. and um, I mean, Twin Peaks is horror, especially new season. Doesn't it have to be horror? It's whatever you're watching, right? Oh, okay. Well, if that's I the case. I, think I, I mean, I, watch, I watched The Good Place. I watched The Connors. I mean, I watched all kinds <laughs> of shit. You watched The Connors? I did, yeah. So what'd they say? Did she? Did Roseanne die? It's or? a spoiler. Can we do it? It's already out now. Yeah, she died of an opiate overdose. What? Yeah, it's super dark. It was really good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. That good. It was interesting. I liked it. I like Darlene so much. Yeah, I do too. It was a pretty intense 30-minute sitcom. Wow. <laughs> That's what I watched. What oh, about okay. you? Well, I started The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, that's on my list. Is that good? So I didn't get to watch a lot this week. So I started it a couple times, but I just didn't get very far. Um, you mean like within the first episode? Yeah. Okay. Which I watched my, like I said, I watched my TGIF. So this week I've watched my Grey's Anatomy, my How to TGIF? Get Away. TGIF? You mean like, thank God it's Thursday? 
What is it? TGIT. I'm okay, sorry. Yeah. My TGIF. Oh, you rewatched Urkel? Yes. <laughs> I no, just, actually, I just rewatch all the. I watch yes. <laughs> Family Matters. I watch Family and, Matters. I watch Step by Step, and I watch Full House. Full House? And what was just, Step by Step? Oh, that, it was like a big family that I know. Yeah, Suzanne Summers and yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, but so my TGIT. Does they call it? Yes. Weird. It is, isn't it? Yeah. But it's the best. So I watch Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, but then the new Station Nineteen. Maybe? What is Station Nineteen? Is it like a firehouse thing? Yes. And I know, like all of you, might be like turning it off. Ew, Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching it for a third of my life, no. guys. Okay, I can't stop now. I have gotten through more with this show than I have in my real life. No, it's just, and it's still a huge hit, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, don't worry about it. I just talked about the Connors for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I watched The Witch. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I also watched The Witch, but I thought we weren't doing that because it kind of gives away your homework almost. Why? I don't know. I just seemed like we shouldn't do that. I just didn't know that was part of the rules, because otherwise I would have said it. Do we have rules? Yeah. Well, we, we know that we're doing The Witch. You already spoiled that. Okay. All right. So, should we just get started? Is there anything else that we needed to talk about? Hopefully, once we get the podcast up and out, we're going to have... Hopefully, you guys will be writing in. Yeah. You'll be asking us questions. We'll be reading your... It'll be way after this. We'll be reading uh, what you write to us, your favorite horror movies, your first experience with horror what still really scares you, what scenes stick with you from certain movies, because we want to hear about it. Hello there. Kristen here. Thank you so much for listening. We want to invite you to come join our Facebook group. Sometimes groups are better. There are a lot of cool people in there. We talk about the movies Chris and I review, new horror movies coming out, true crime, pop culture... It's really fun. We would also be so grateful if you would go on iTunes and subscribe and rate and review or subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use. It really helps us to be seen by more awesome people like you. And we want to continue to build this great community. Also, follow us on Instagram at Sometimes Dead Podcasts. We'll post pictures of the drinks we're drinking or pictures of the true crimes we're doing. While you're there, follow Gabby Watts, who does our amazing theme song. Follow her band at Gabby Rotts, G-A-B-B-I-E-R-O-T-T-S. And remember, sometimes dead is better. So I guess, you know, we should maybe start by why did we pick the witch? I mean, I think, I mean, I have my own theory. I don't think it, we really discuss it too much. What's your theory? Uh, my theory is just that it's the most, it's to me, this scariest movie in recent memory that's come out in the past couple of years. Not, and not like in a jump scare type of way, but it's just, just really good. Yeah. And it's really unsettling. And like, yes. you know, I, I've seen it twice, I guess, you know, I've I, seen it three times. Really? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that seems like a chore. Like it's a tough movie. I mean, I I'm, and I actually, after I watched it last night, you know, spoiler, um, I almost put it in again, and instead I saw Let Me In and mm. picked that. And half of the reason was why I do with subtitles, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. And half the time was like I just think feel like I missed a lot of stuff, and I enjoyed it. But yeah, so that's part of it. And also, we kind of just did Pet Cemetery. This seems to be in the same sort of kind of weird cultural territory as that type of story. Once we get into it, I notice a lot of. Yeah, a lot of parallels. Yeah. You know. um, it, I mean, I guess if nothing else, it ends with a family destroying itself, which yeah. is always fun. Yeah. It's horror in the true sense of the word. It's not a slasher movie. It's horror Yeah. with a capital H. I don't think there's much more thinking beyond that. I just think we thought, well, that'd be cool. Yeah. 
And that's kind of, I think that's how this podcast is going to work sometimes. There yeah. is a list. There's a list. And it's a Which, secret list. Yes. It's... After this is all over, we'll publish it. We'll make millions of dollars. But, <laughs> uh, but there is a planning to it. This one came in more organically, though, I think. The Witch came out in 2015. Yes. Directed by Robert Eggers. This is his uh, first movie, right? I think. He might have done like some shorts. Yeah, I don't count those. It might have been something else. But when you're looking up that, he looks like he's got cool stuff coming. What, yeah. what was the thing that you had saw? Uh, there's a, well, you said his remake of Nosferatu, which yes. I confirmed because I did not believe you at all. With the um, same woman who plays Tomlinson. Yeah. Thomason. Yes. And there's a new movie called The, the um, Lighthouse right. coming out with William Defoe and uh, Edward from Twilight. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm being dumb. Is this? Robert Pattinson. He's killing it, though. He's doing good. I, mean, I really haven't seen anything else. With yeah, he's a good it. actor. Well, why are we pretending he's not? If, if Kirsten Stewart can do good stuff now, so can Robert Pattinson. Although I kind of like Kirsten Stewart better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think people get a bad rap when they sign up for something like that. Dakota Johnson might have gotten a bad rap for signing up for Fifty Shades of Grey, but now she's in the new Suspiria. Oh, is she? I didn't know yeah. she was in that. Okay. I would totally take, with all my audition experience, I've never had an audition, but I would totally take something like that because it doesn't necessarily mean the end of your career. I think Twilight has a better... Fifty Shades of Grey is problematic on so many it levels. Is, yeah, you're right. I don't even right. know why and I And she knew better. You're right. Twilight, that, I mean... Actually, I think I've gone on... You've gone on. Yes. I'm surprised you <laughs> haven't know already laid into it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's doing a movie called, which I'm excited about. I don't even know what it's about, but the cast is that, those two folks, and Willem Dafoe. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, Here she goes. <laughs> they started, started as fan fiction from Twilight. How can that be a huge hit. It shouldn't. Yeah. And I'm not a prude, but that movie is stupid. Right. Uh, I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. I haven't read the books. I don't care. But for some reason, I was justifying it a minute ago. This is going to be hard with a podcast, too, because the shit comes out of your mouth and yeah. then it's like recorded. Yeah. But I don't approve of that. But Dakota Fanning seems to be, I mean, Dakota Johnson seems to be doing pretty well. I wonder, if, well, we won't get into it. We're, this okay. is turning into a, a Fifty Shades podcast pretty quickly. Okay. So, yeah, The Witch, what? Robert Eggers, it seemed to introduce this actress, Anna Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. who I've seen since in Split, which I don't think you've seen. No, I have the DVD. But... Yeah, oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll still have to talk about that. She's good in both. She's really good in this. I don't know how old she is, really, in this movie. She she's... looks like like a teenager. She's probably older than she Oh, you think so? Okay. I don't know, but she's great. She is. I mean, All the kids are great. Yeah, and I feel like when I first saw this, I, I guess I rented it from you know Redbox or something. Mm-hmm. Somehow or other, I've seen like a documentary on them making the movie. Oh, with the director, her, everything they went through. They, you know, they built fucking cabins and this. Not the actress, but you know, like <laughs> from my memory, this was definitely his first movie. He was working his way through it. But yeah, but one of the things I read on IMBD, which I guess you always have to kind of take that with a grain of salt, but Stephen King apparently said that this movie really scared him. Well, you know, I was going to say that. And you know, it's funny because we just talked about Pet Cemetery. I remember that tweet because I've been following Stephen King on Twitter for. A couple years now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you guys knew, but I follow him. He tweets a lot of shit. Every now and then he'll tweet something, and if I just don't know what he's talking about, at least look it up. Like, I remember he did The Witch, he did A Quiet Place. Mm. Both of those were great. He was the first person I heard talk about Stranger Things. Oh, right. Um, mostly because he said, this is a lot like my early books. If you like those, you'll love this. It's mm-hmm. great. And I remember thinking, well, that sounds great. But that's how I heard about The Witch. I didn't see it about a year later Yeah. Um, when it came on you know, DVD, I suppose. I had for sure no idea what to expect. Yeah. What, what, what was your experience hearing about it? Or I have two kids. So they probably tell you about it. Yeah, they, it's all over the schoolyard. <laughs> well, so it's hard for us to get out to the movies. And then if we were going to go to the movies, we wouldn't go see anything scary because that's not what Brian wants to see. So I, I read a lot about it, probably put a lot of stuff on Facebook about it, which everybody just ignored as they do. I didn't see it until I was with my sister. 
and we saw it on the on TV. Uh, like, what did your mean, sister we, think about it? Oh, she loved it. She wanted me to watch it. Oh, okay. And then the other Has day... Has she already seen it? She had seen it before, and we rewatched it together. And then the other day, she told my mom to watch it for some reason. My mom called me and said, I did not like that. I didn't get very far in it. Why was the old lady taking the baby? What happened to the baby? <laughs> and I just said, baby was fine. Don't you worry about it. Baby grew up, and baby was happy. Well, talk about that scene, because that, you know, watching in last night, I guess I blocked that scene out or something, because that came, I mean, I was shocked all over again. But yeah, so actually, while you were talking, um, not because I was bored, I was just, I, just, <laughs> I was curious. The Witch was kind of a, a hit. It was made for only $4 million. That's not a ton of money. No. That's, and it made $40 million. That's you know, great. Worldwide. Right. You know, and so for like, if, and obviously if that was Transformers, that'd be a bomb. Mm-hmm. I, and I say, like, I oh, I don't get out because I have kids. But I go to the movies by myself when I want to see something. But for some reason, I, I miss The Witch. I went and saw Hereditary by myself because I wanted to go see it. So I do that a lot. This is very much in hereditary territory, I will say. Or yes. vice versa, I suppose. Also, I, I think what I recall from hearing about it is hearing that maybe uh, people didn't like it. Like, it was, yeah, kind of a small hit, but it was like one of those things where people just griped and complained about it. When I was looking it up, like, it had three out of five stars. And I can see that. It's a, it's a tough movie, for sure. It's, you know, not a lot of jokes. And I've seen it three times, and every time I've had to put on the closed captioning. Right, which was a mistake I made last night. I couldn't understand a, you know, a thing they were saying. You were uh, trying to be, like, so smart. Yeah, I was trying. I can get it. I can do this. Uh, and, you know, like, well... What I the... graduated summa cum laude. <laughs> I did, from... Don't tell them. Well, or did I? <laughs> That that actually kind of adds a little bit to the ambiance of it, is, I suppose, just not knowing what anybody is saying. You know, it's kind of like, it really is like a foreign language movie. Yeah. People don't speak like that. At the end of the movie, Robert Eggers says that it was based on real diaries. I know. Real right. journals yeah. and writings, which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, I'd love to know which parts the kids with their Black Philip chanting. <laughs> black Philip, Black Philip. I love that song. It starts out black, no music. Already pretty creepy. Yes. When all the logos come up and then it slowly... Strings. Yeah. The music is great. Yeah. It's very stringy. Very is that good. the right term? I, I think so, yeah. We immediately see, obviously, what is what we associate with Puritans yeah. with their Being fancy, Puritans, yeah. Their fancy collars <laughs> yeah. and their funny hats. Yeah, and, and I had a lot to think about the outfit. You know, and I remember, you know, I thought they all looked dope. It seems like a good look. Well, the three guys are like the judges. Yeah. You know, like one guy looked like freaking like Gary Oldman and Dracula. Like, that was cool. <laughs> you know, maybe I just like that. Yeah. There's an the old guy that was kind of sleeping, but he was like all dressed up. Well, it's just like they cut to both sides of the whatever it was, a courthouse or a church or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like everybody's just so solemn. Like, did they have any fun back then? No, no, but at least that you like, okay, well, I know what the mood of this movie is. Right. Um, and, but that, at the same time, I'm like, immediately, I'm like, what is happening exactly? What is this necessarily about? What are they in trouble for? Right. It's unclear. He's too proud. Right. <laughs> is that what he says? Like, okay. Um, I think it's established later, or maybe I just read this. I'm not sure that he's too religious even for the fucking Puritans. That was a great you place to put subtitles. Fuck, but, um, because, so he says... That they came over here to get away from persecution. Right. And now he's still being persecuted. So I don't know if it's because I don't know enough about the differences between Christianity I, religions. I just, that thought maybe all just, this, I just thought they were all supposed to be the same kind of group. So I didn't, I didn't really. Yeah. So for whatever reason, he could either choose to change or be banished. And he yeah. Chose to he's be upsetting banished. them somehow. I think he seems like a pretty intense guy. So maybe he's who just is, like. Who I immediately recognized as Chris Finch. Oh, see, I just kept thinking as like sort of Liam Neeson type. Oh right? no! So he's on the BBC Office, The Office, yeah. which is Chris, Brian and I's. Oh, I'm married to Brian, not you. I almost <laughs> said Chris and I's. Brian and I's one of our favorite TV shows, and he plays Chris Finch, who on the American version, if you remember, in the very beginning, 
Michael Scott has kind of the same character. It's played by um, shit. Who's the the guy from Anchorman? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. He's Chris Finch on the BBC Office, okay. and he's wonderful. In this, I mean, he's just he is so good. That voice, and immediately it's just like, oh, that's not Chris Finch. Hmm. This is not funny at Are, all. Is Chris Finch the name of his character? Yes. Okay. It's is Rob it? and his. Yes. Okay. And then we also see uh, Lysa Aaron yes. from Game of Thrones. And the first time I watched it, I thought for the longest time it was one of the Arquette sisters, like the girl from, uh, no, Plummer, Amanda Plummer from Pulp Fiction. Oh. Boy, oh. was I wrong. But yeah, it's Lysa Aaron from Game of Thrones. Uh, she kind of plays a similar type character, too, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, she does. There's breastfeeding. And yeah, least. maybe that's just who she is. <laughs> but she's also at least breastfeeding a baby. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So step up. So, yeah, so what, what year do you think this is? I mean, obviously... I, I, well, I can say... Be, I read online because I didn't understand anything that was going on in the movie other than the cool supernatural stuff. It's, it's around 1630 or 1640. Okay. It's real early Puritan times. Um, there's a sense they've like just gotten off the boat. If you've seen The New World... Have you seen The New no. World? Oh, it's so good. Really? Yeah, I love it. Terrence Malick movie. It's like... This movie is, I feel like, in that same kind of timeline. Except the new world, it's which is arguably even even weirder movie, <laughs> yeah, but it at least plays it straight with the you know the history. But yeah, it's early period of times. You see some Native Americans right. walking around. They're still friends apparently. Right. You know, we haven't betrayed them yet. <laughs> and so for whatever reason, very early on, they're banished from the little town there. Although really, it looks like more like a fort or something, some yeah, sort of community. Yeah, I mean they close. Yeah, they literal can. gate on them. Yeah, they do. And then they're off because pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they, so they get to their new land and they seem very happy they're like they're smiling and they're holding hands yeah and um and then it goes to the trees and then what my closed captioning said was ominous female voices chorus oh i didn't hear that part that's what well that's what my closed captioning said as we move up someone didn't just say that (laughs) (laughs) as we move up to see the trees and so i didn't understand when they got there did they have to did they find was there a house for them no and no because I was wondering that. I want to see like a YouTube video of them just building that house. Yeah. Because I can't imagine them doing that. Or how how do you just build a house like out they of had, nothing? They like, had rooms and stuff. And I know. There's a barn. I guess people did all the time. This, I guess. This, um, he did. He loved to chop wood. He did. But like, you know, I feel like some of those beams you need like a router for that type of thing. I thought about that a lot during the movie. I was looking at the way the, the, way the wood was chopped and... Uh, but no, I, don't th- I think they built it. I think that's the idea. And so then we see Thomason, who is praying. The poor girl. Yeah, so I guess we should explain. There's. Oh, right. So let's. Appears to be a family of five. Right. Thomason is an older girl. Yeah, teenager. she's 15 or 16. Caleb, who seems to be about 12. 10. 10. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, then later, we, then we well, see. Well, 12, because he's, he's having the feelings for the girls. So. Yeah. Well, then we see Mercy at some point. Mercy is a girl of five. Yeah, about. Well, there's they're twins, Mercy yeah. and her brother. Uh, they they call them the twins. Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. And they then are a baby. Adorable. They are little shits. But they're adorable. No. Come on, that scene where they're chasing the goat and they're like singing and. They're chasing the. Okay. That's so adorable. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, and there's a little baby named Samuel, who's uh, in the first you know couple scenes. Yes, and so there's a scene of Thomasin, who's the teenage girl. I mean, how how many sins has this girl possibly have done? And she's confessing all of this stuff. And so what she says specifically, as I wrote it down, I know I deserve all shame and misery in this life, an everlasting hellfire. She says that like in the first scene. <laughs> yes, but she but then she's asking for forgiveness. I think though that that's just how the dad kind of raises them. You know, like you know, like there's a scene where he's walking Caleb to the forest and he's like tell me like what oh, you learn and kids yeah. like oh like you know we are born in sin and, yeah. this, and I think this is their worldview. and this was before she lost the baby so can you imagine how she felt after she lost the baby 
Yeah, probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that one of the keys to the story is the idea that you're um, inherently a sinner, inherently somehow. Right. That, yeah, that's, that's all through the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I you're think. You're born a sinner, essentially, yeah. is what they say. Yeah. And you're taught that, I think, I mean, I, I, I guess I was taught that, but not in such literal a sense right. as this. It's an interesting thing to think about, how you go through life with that idea. And then um, we see a little more of where they're living, and but then we get to the worst game of peekaboo ever. <laughs> it's terrible, yeah. So she's playing peekaboo with her little baby. I mean, he's a little baby. There's no way he could have gotten off yeah. away anyway. She does a great job of when she does peekaboo, he's gone. And she's, it's a great scene where she's just like, what the fuck? What? It's interesting that our first two movies are just, you know, kids being. But that is a lot of horror movies. It's hard to, there's a lot of kids. I guess. Not that young, though. I mean, the, the baby scene is pretty tough. It is, but I was thinking about this, too. It's like, it's kind of the same thing to gauge to me. Like, it's just, it's so cinematic. There's no real witches that are going to steal your baby. And, you know, so it makes it a little easier. I to suppose, take. but I'll say she peekaboos or whatever the verb for that is. <laughs> and the child disappears. And so the next scene, I think. Yeah, it's is, pretty quick. You see someone carrying the baby. You see someone, the which I've you know, theories about who that is. I mean, and the movie presents it as a character unto herself that is a witch. An old crone, right? Yeah. She goes to some sort of, uh, I don't know, cave or is there is a little house? I'm I not think she sure. has a little house. Okay, a little, little cute house. Yeah, she has a cute little house in the woods. Uh, oh, because when she's younger, they see. Yes. Yeah, okay. It is adorable. So she's like, the next scene you see her, she's naked and she's, you kind of see her moving about. She's clearly very old. Um, and then you see her from the kind of baby's point of view. Uh, her approaching him or her him oh Samuel yes with a knife it's super disturbing yeah realism aside I got sick to my stomach I mean it is it's it's nauseating and it's it's not even scary so much well it's scary and it's disturbing and I hated it but I loved it (laughs) well and then we see the witch just mixing up some yeah baby I I assume that nothing to do with anything with the baby that's you know some porridge I mean and then she rubs the baby all over her yeah is that supposed to be her broom, you think? She has a piece oh, of wood. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that. But she's rubbing. Her source of power. And then there's this weird scene where it looks like she's in front of the moon, kind of. Yeah, that's really cool. The, the music is really great. Yeah. It seems more like a like a biblical thing, like something you read about 2,000 years ago. It's, it's still very hard to take, but I just don't think of it as like a normal threat because it is it's, it is supernatural, essentially. For sure. Yeah. But it is but it is awful. But I was also thinking about, like, what is she doing? Like, you know, there's the moon, this idea, like, the moon is, like, menstrual, and, like, she's female, you know, like, there's Mm. this sort of source of power, maybe, or, or, and also, like, it's unclear at that point, who is, who is she? Like, is she, is she young? I mean, I'll just cut right to it. Is she somehow Anna Taylor-Joy? Like, is that, is the witch her the whole... Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Is she really going out and doing that? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think so. I mean, that's, the a, that's way, a really interesting thought, though. The movie definitely goes out of its way to present her as like a, a real thing. It's like the way the camera presents her is like a, like an omniscient narrator. It's not there's no real viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of take it as it is. Maybe maybe that's going too far into it too quickly. I don't know. But just, that, that's a good point. We'll I didn't keep think that. About that. Well, let's 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 uh, put a pin in that. That would be like a said. that would be like an M Night Shyamalan twist. Twist is an interesting word for. It. I don't, and maybe that's what I was waiting for the whole time. Like it's revealed that way. But maybe the idea would be is that are you just supposed to kind of guess that the whole time? Like almost. I mean, it's very. But I mean, she does go and join these other witches. Yeah, I mean, so that, maybe it's just. She becomes one of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so, but we'll get to that anyway. That's, so that's that's. But still, it's very it's very quickly. We're just like okay, we're um, rubbing baby on us. I mean, she's the one that loses the baby, and then yeah, that's true. Just that, um, you sound like her dad now. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, it's yeah. You're, you're gonna right. take her into town and have her. I'm just asking questions, Chris. Put on trial. Yeah, I'm just asking questions. So Catherine is inconsolable. Vice Aaron. Yes. Okay. There is a scene later um, when William, who is the dad, says to her, like, we've been really lucky. We've had five kids and none of them have died. You're going to lose one of them, yeah. I mean, that is like a pretty good point for back then. I mean, it's 1640 and you have only... Yeah. Not that she shouldn't be sad about it, but just that she is... Well, we'll get to that later, I guess. She's saying that they're cursed, but really it is... Well, I, I guess, though, if his point were true, it'd be like the kid died of the illness, not that it was dried up by right, a wolf or whatever. True. That's true. <laughs> that's still unlucky. Yes. Uh, that's not supposed to happen. Well, and then the, the first time, so we see Caleb getting up, and he um, seems to be checking out his sister. It's boobage. Yeah, yeah. But she's, he's about that age, and there's When not... you check out your sister, <laughs> Phil makes no bones about what that's what's going on there. It's an interesting take, especially in a movie that seems to be very much about sort of the female form. I think it's I think it's just to sort of set up this fact that when he is seduced by the witch later, mm, right. it kind of makes more sense. Yes. Like, he's just a kind of really... Horny. Yeah, and that's why she would say that for him. He's probably hitting on his sister. Right. Uh, he's a 12-year-old hitting puberty, possibly, and he's, like, secluded. And this is just, you know, the worst, most seducing thing that could happen to him, I suppose. Otherwise, right. it's just, uh, you know, certainly creepy. <laughs> well, and then so he goes out to meet his dad, and he's like, everyone else is sleeping. And this part bothered me because his dad said, I wrote it down, "'Tis no ease to rise on a gray day." The devil holds fast your eyelids, which is just like, like, I love sleeping in and taking naps. Is that Especially mean? on a gray day. Yeah. And Caleb's like, I'll go wake him up. Did you need me to wake him up? Are they going to go to hell? Poor Caleb is just so worried about everybody. He's like, nah, it's fine. But that bothered me. But I mean, I like the way he says it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the, you know, the idle work is the devil's yes. idle hands are the devil's work. Yeah, what is yeah. that expression? Yeah. That's a better way of saying that. And plus, um, the dad is super intense. I mean. Yes. And so apparently they have been out searching for the baby, and it, it's been a maybe a few days. And yeah, yeah. So, um, or they, I think they say it's been a week at some point. Oh, okay. And so they decide. So then he uh, takes Caleb out and shows him his secret. But is that what they're doing? They're going to look for the baby. Like no, that time they're going out to check the snares. Okay, but what's the secret? The secret is that William traded Catherine's for the snares. silver cup. Okay. For the snares. Seems odd, though. Why can't he just say, I have snares? Why do you have to tell him that? Because he's I don't very know. honest, I suppose. Yes. And it's, uh, also, why are you hanging on? Catherine is the mother again. Why are you hanging on to a silver cup when you have nothing? If snares can, are the things that can help you get food. So they go out there and try to check the trap. I have a real fear of bear traps. Is that weird? Well, no, because that scene where the kid is um, writing out the bear yeah. trap, there's a, probably a word for that. Um, that, that was a pretty uh, uh, suspenseful scene. Probably unintentionally so, because I thought I was going to snap. Of course, much worse things happen to him later. And then so we have another scene of Caleb uh, asking, apparently you're born a sinner. Right. So Caleb Caleb seems very like a distraught, sort of an anxious kid. Yeah. But so he's trying to talk to his dad about, which is uh, kind of does tie in with Pet Cemetery too. He's trying to talk to his dad about death. And there's a reluctant parent who doesn't want to talk about it. And he's just, Rachel, like, yeah. he's just like, forget Sam. All right. <laughs> but he was like, but Sam, if there's born a sinner, does that mean he's gone to hell? I mean, he's a very um, inquisitive little boy. And I think the dad handles it pretty well, considering uh, how strict he well, is. Well, I guess he says we don't know, right? Yeah. 
He's yeah, not... the, for him, that's about as best as he can do. Like a normal dad would probably say, no, of course he's in heaven. They need a Judd Crandall there to yeah. take him to a pet cemetery and explain <laughs> right. death. But so their crops were failing, right? Yeah. And so I was just reading stuff, and apparently there was like a small ice age from 1680 to 1730, which is just a little before the movie takes place, but it kind of falls into the same area as when the Salem Witch Trials were. So apparently because the crops were failing, people were turning on each other, trying to blame something. So that kind of caused people to turn on each other even more, accusing people of witches and witchcraft and cursing their their crops. I thought that was very interesting because their corn is dying. They show a picture of it like rotting. And apparently there was something that was growing on the crops back then called um, egret or ergret. And it was essentially like a fungus that would cause like um, LSD symptoms. Oh, wow. So they were saying that there was a theory that maybe if this was in the air or people were eating these crops, that could have caused some of the hallucinations and allegations against people being witches. The witches, yeah. Yeah. And so I was, it was just an interesting idea. Is like, what if these people were actually being surrounded by all this fungus and they were actually just all this was all in their heads? That's interesting. And then so we have poor uh, Thomason, who just tr- she's just trying to make it on the farm. And yeah. she keeps seeing all these scary things. That's interesting. And I was trying to think about, like, if she was a modern character, like, who would she be? Like, Darlene? <laughs> Meredith know. Grey? Meredith, well, okay. I don't know. And uh, yeah, it's it's so hard to like really pin down a character like that given the time and the very weird situation she finds herself in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to say. Oh, she's a you know just a plucky teenage girl. She's not. She's right. Uh, but she's not really a rebel type either, and she's not really she's not an angst ridden character either. She's, she just she seems to be doing her best. Yeah. When she gets pushed, she does push back a little bit later. Yeah. She seems to be a, a, a very uniquely situated character, given her sort of religious pinnings and, and that environment. Like, you're not going to find another. That's not exactly a stereotypical yeah. stock character, for sure. And that, I, again, I think the actress does like such a good job in this movie. She really does. But so, so Thomason sees, she's trying to collect eggs. She drops an egg and there's like a... Does she drop? That's what I was trying uh, to figure out. Something happens. Does she drop or does she just see like another egg that's oh, split open? I don't know. But she sees a bloody baby chicken inside. Yeah. And then later she's milking a goat and blood comes out. She's just, she's seeing these signs. Their dog, they have a dog. That's, that's good. Fowler. Yeah. That's good to have a dog. I think so. That's nice. It's hard to imagine like people having dogs back then. I know. I was wondering that too. I guess they were workers, you know. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they, I just, I wanted to see him like ruffle his little head. <laughs> little dog bed. Yeah. But yeah, there's not that. I guess this went eight bunny rabbits. Yeah. Well, so this is when we see the first, uh, this is when they're back out hunting with Fowler. So we cut back to William and Caleb and we see our first imagery of that evil hair. Oh, the, <laughs> the rabbit. Yes. Yeah. I thought you meant like an evil piece of hair. <laughs> H-A-R-E. Right. Um, and we immediately know something's not right because when he tries to shoot it, like the gun backfires in his face. Yeah. Well, he looked like he was doing a really bad job of... It was going very quickly. Yeah. And uh, and he said, like, the other end, I'm like, oh, God, now he's got the wrong <laughs> oh, end. Uh, well, and then... I it... did laugh a little bit. It was like, oh, God. And, like, it was like a Homer Simpson <laughs> moment. But... And plus, that guy is so intense. You're kind of like, yeah, you deserve it. Well, and then the dog came over and he was like, Fowler, get out of here. <laughs> he was so mad. Yeah. I kind of thought he was going to be missing an eye or something. But... I know. It was no. It was okay. It's, I, think it's just, I think it's just gunpowder that happens... Um, apparently there is like rabbits were bad omens back then. I read that somewhere. I too. think I've read that. Yeah. Which is too remember bad. We They're so that, cute. Maybe we had a rabbit. Yes. Remember how evil it was? Yes. It yeah. had red eyes. Yeah. So when Chris and I lived together, 
I wanted to get a rabbit because I had rabbits when I was little. Again, my pet cemetery. I went through a lot of rabbits. Uh, hamsters and gerbils. And, and I loved my rabbits. They were all very sweet. We would potty train them. And so I got a rabbit at the mall pet store, which is a bad idea right there. Well, that's where we got this one, is what you mean. My yeah. rabbit, yeah. Okay. Our rabbit, I mean. Right. Did it even have a name? Boo. I mean, you're still mad at me for giving it away, aren't you? Did you give it away, Kristen? Or did you take it to a farm? <laughs> I just put it out in the pet cemetery road. <laughs> but it was a handful. It would get back behind the stove and in crevices. We couldn't get it out. It slept under my bed and crawled in the bed under my bed yes. and made noises. Yes. <laughs> it would bite the shit out of you. Yeah, it would. It pooped everywhere. Yes. So I, I gave it away to a farm. Right. And they kept calling me and leaving me messages saying, um, this rabbit bites. And I just ignored them. Right. I wonder what they did with it. I don't know. They had a farm. Just let it out. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. I told, I remember telling my friends that, you know, yeah, what rabbit, my friend, my roommate, Kristen, took it to a farm and they're like, she killed it. Because <laughs> that's what you tell your kids. Well, do you remember we had that crazy contractor yes yeah. he took it for a day he brought was it back yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that guy was crazy that guy was crazy <laughs> yeah all right so back to you know uh, uh, I, I wrote my law school admission essay about yes him. Did I tell you that? the mice right i wrote two of them oh okay so when i went well it's not important we're, we're going we're getting way off field okay he has my second essay i wrote about that guy it was the construction real, guy yeah he and because it, it tied into like what a crazy shit. He one time came into me, came into my room, not into me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's start that over. He I don't think time, this is going to make it anyway. <laughs> he one time came into my room because he would come at night. Remember that? He would come at like eight o'clock at night to work, which should have been a big red flag. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was really creepy. I remember one time I took him. We went out to go to Wolf Camera for some reason. I don't know why. Why well, used to always get film developed there? But why was I taking this guy there? You took him there? Yeah. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> Did yeah. he put a camera in my red room? <laughs> I don't know, but we were going there for a very specific reason. You gave him a beer. Yeah. Well, no, he was drinking all of our beers. Yeah, but we went there. He was yeah. He was drunk. He was drinking the way there, I think. But we got to the store. And he was, like, hitting on every woman in the store. What? No matter what age, race, you know, nothing. It was just, it was, an, um, and then the whole way there and back, he was like, you know, you need to get some, you know, some post, you know, like, just crazy stuff. What? And I'm just like, you know. <laughs> that All that stemmed from, we got a rabbit one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we meet the little shit twins. <laughs> Right. Who you love. I love. Um, their names are Mercy and Jonas. Jonas. Jonas? Okay. Mercy is absolutely adorable. She, she's a little shit. Yeah, but I mean, uh, oh, but okay. The scene where they're chasing the goat mm -hmm. and they're singing their little song. Mm -hmm. I would like that as a nursery rhyme. I would, you know, just you know, like I would hang it in my, if I had a child, I would put it in their room. All the goddamn, and, and they, I would just play it and they would love it and they would clap. It is so adorable. It is. When there's Black Philip, Black Philip. Is that a song? Yeah. Yeah. Dad comes home and he's pissed because they let Black Philip out. And so dad tries to wrestle him and dad falls into the mud. And the twins laugh yeah. hysterically. That is pretty shitty. Nobody else laughs, though. I mean, if that happened nowadays, everybody would probably laugh. But, I mean, I th isn't the idea that they're kind of been talking to Black Philip by now and either almost possessed or something? Or... Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Or they're just terrible kids. I don't know. But... No, but I mean, their dad falls down in the yeah. mud. It's okay to laugh. Yeah. Everybody should have laughed. Like, my niece would laugh at that, right? You know, she would think that was hilarious. But 
nobody else left. But then again, well, so, they're scared of him. They're too young to be true. scared of him. That's true. Yeah. And then they had that weird scene when she. Thomason has to go and undress her. Yeah, dad. well, I think the mom's like undress your father. And yeah, she's like, okay. She's okay. I mean, it's not a dress. I don't know why. You learn later that it is very annoying because they only have one set of clothes. So it is just like if you get those dirty, because oh. we see later he's just wearing a, a sheet around him. Okay. He's got to wait till his clothes are dry. I didn't think about that. So I would be pissed if I had one set of clothes and they got dirty. So she's probably just helping. So I don't know. It's a strange it's thing. Still, it's it's weird. But I love that scene when everyone's like yelling at each other and they're like, shut up. No, you be quiet. No, you be quiet. Thomason, shut up. That's like my house. That <laughs> happens all the time. It was just very familiar. It was just like they were telling them to be quiet. Like, no, you be quiet. Anyway, so that was like, that felt like it was really it's, good. It's pretty nice domestic drama. And then so we see William doing his favorite thing, right? Chopping wood. Right. But he's wearing just a towel because his clothes are dry. Is it a towel? Do they have towels back then? I guess it's a sheet. So Thomason is down scrubbing the clothes. And we have another scene where Caleb is checking out. Yes. Oh, this is the creek scene. Yes. This is a big scene. Yeah. So Caleb is more than ogling her at this point. He's like openly just <laughs> like hitting on her almost. And she and she's like, what? What are you looking at? Or what's wrong? And he's very quiet. Um, there's kind See, of. This... I thought it was cute. I thought that she kind of realized, and she was just kind of like trying. to... I think so too. I think, but make fun of it. But then she did kind of. But then they did kind of wrestle. It was well. He says get... she says, "Come lay with me" or whatever she that's says. True. So I think it's, that's pushing it a little far. Yeah, you're big right. sister. But I, I suppose in her own way, she's trying to be nice. I think there's a side that he's supposed to be like aroused or something because he won't stand up. You think? Yeah, because she's like, "What are you?" What's wrong? He's like nothing, and he's like hunched down. Oh that's just, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what's going on there. He's a twelve-year-old kid that is, you know, confused about his feelings for females. Yeah, and if it's his sister or if it's some witch in the wood, he's, he's you know he's got issues. <laughs> Mercy comes up, does her little chanting sing yes. song, and calls her a witch, mm-hmm. and accuses her of stealing little Samuel. Yeah, Mercy just comes right out. Yeah, and then she. To sort of, um, I, you know, as we would call it, troll her, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, uh, um, Thomason admits to it. Yeah. Or admits to it, is the wrong word. Well, it's also a very sibling thing to do. Yeah, it like, is. Like, try to scare the yeah. shit out of This her. is literally something my sister used to do to me. Yeah. Like, she's told me when I was a kid that there was a, a, a Satanist factory in the town next door <laughs> that did nothing but sacrifice blonde haired, green eyed kids. Well, oh. I had blonde haired people. Uh-huh. And I cried and cried and cried. And uh, I was five years old. Oh, my God. So I, that's why I thought when I saw that scene. Like, yeah, that's Marsha. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, you're also wondering, like, well. <laughs> right. To my mind, it's like, well, if a little girl has already kind of been talking to Black Phillip at this point, like, what is she, like, does she really think this? You know? Is this something Black Phillip has planted in her head, kind of? Or she's, or she's being a little yeah, Or she's a little girl that's being a little shit. Or, you know, or she kind of, you know, just not understand what's going on at all. Right. There's there's so many cool things to think about. So anyway, uh, there's that scene. Kelly witnesses the whole thing. He's very upset, mm-hmm. and he seems to feel even guiltier about all of it. And then that night, there's a scene where the uh, Catherine accuses Thomason of stealing the cup. Mm-hmm. She's seen. Have you seen thy cup? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the it's in the six board. Yeah. And, a six board. and then she goes straight to the Samuel. Oh, maybe he got kidnapped by a wolf. That was, that was I gasped. I gasped. Yeah, and then like Lisa. You know, yeah, and then like Mercy and Jonas gave you the high five. <laughs> <laughs> it was the sickest burn I've ever seen. It really was. 
<laughs> so, and then the dad's like, oh, I don't know. And then, uh, like, Caleb knows, too. Later that night, William and Catherine have a talk in bed. Oh, yeah. Which is actually kind of a sweet talk. I mean, they seem like a real couple. It's not like a like a power dynamic of, like, a husband telling his wife what to do. Like, the wife has seemed to have some power. That's true. Is she the witch? What? <laughs> Probably not. I'm not going to accuse every female in the movie of being the witch, I guess. But they're trying to figure out, like, what to do because their food is not going to happen. They're, it's going to start getting cold. And this is another another thing that happens a lot in my house is where Brian and I will be talking about something and we want to make sure the kids aren't listening. So we do the, Elise? Adam? We listen. It's the same thing that Catherine did. She was like, hold on a second. Thomason? <laughs> Caleb? That's funny. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And then she was like, listen, but usually we're just talking about they're not birthday the presents or something. Yeah, okay. But but Catherine was like, we got to sell Thomason. We're going <laughs> to die. We got no food. Is that what she's talking about? We got to yeah. sell her? Well, they have to they have to give her to a different family oh. to get money. So that's what Caleb hears. That's what makes Caleb upset. And Caleb's like, he doesn't want, he doesn't want his boobs to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's also talking about how Samuel's in hell. They have no food. We got to do something. So Caleb hears all this because they're all like awake. Yeah. I mean, and, they're right there like above him. Yeah. yeah. And so Caleb goes out the next morning, but Thomason catches him. And they go out together because they're going to go check the snares. And he's like, boobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll, something will happen out here. Right. <laughs> and that goes terribly wrong. The hair shows up. Yeah, it goes bad. Uh, obviously, the hair seems to be the witch or somehow possessed by the I witch. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I... So he goes chasing after her, the hair. Yeah. And Thomason falls off the horse. And they find the dog, too. The dog's dead. They did find the dog? Or the, uh, yeah. Thomason, no, Thomason finds the dog. It's in Tennyson's River. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then she kind of like blacks out or something, which also kind of goes to my theory a little bit. I'm not sure. But she like just misses time somehow. She and, falls off the horse. Yeah, but, but then she blacks out. Oh, okay. And then, you know, she wakes up and Thompson's gone, the kid's gone, and it's unclear, you know, really what the timeline is. Mm-hmm. And then you see the boy, you know, before, after that, uh, and that's when he's, you know, I think approaching, you know, the little cottage in the woods, which, you know, her little house. Yeah. So I guess it'd be silly to say that's like, you know, like Thompson just went out and bought it, <laughs> built a house and became a witch. So, right. I so think, yeah, it does seem like there's... Um, Definitely another witch. Yeah. Well, there's a whole uh, gaggle of them. Is that what you call a bunch of witches I think together? so, yeah. I kind of think the young witch is the same as the old witch. I don't know why. Well, and the scene Most with... Mostly because it's called the witch. Well, yeah. Well, because the scene with Caleb... And that 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 witch is like supermodel hot. Yeah. I was like, oh, Angelina Jolie's out. <laughs> Especially like in like 1600. I yeah. mean, geez. That's like a 25 on the 10 scale. Yeah. Well, I, I thought she looked convincingly... Hot, but also somehow 16th century too. Hmm. Like the like a young boy back then's idea of like what a beautiful woman would be, which is very, you know, she, he's obviously a breast man. <laughs> right. Well, and then so uh, what? But, but if you notice, like her teeth aren't perfect, like because that wouldn't be a thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, she's a little just you know, like it's not like perfect. But back to your point about how that's probably the same woman is because and this was this is the part that made me well, the hand. The most. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When she goes to kiss him and the hand comes up and yeah. it's old. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, but then, also one of my favorite parts is they cut back to the family who are in hysterics, yelling out Thomas and Caleb, and the two little twins are tied up. Yes, <laughs> like which reminded me of that SNL skit with um, Mike Myers. Do you remember when he was the hyperactive boy? Oh, right, right. And they had to tie him up to the jungle gym, and he was just like, "That's what they reminded me of." And they were just like on the tied up to some just sort going of, crazy, just too. like yelling out. But that cracked me up. I was like, "That's right, you little fucking shit twins." <laughs> 
Thomason comes back where they find her and they find her. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, do they? Did she come back? I think she. Yeah, I think you're right. She kind of comes back. She comes back and she tells them everybody everything. And there's actually like a sweet moment. Like the mom kind of forgives her, gives her a kiss on the head. It's kind of just seems like okay, we're gonna go in the morning. We're gonna go find Caleb. But then she goes outside in the rain and she finds Caleb. Oh yeah, naked. Yeah, freezing, unconscious, almost. And so he's just comatose, I guess. And they're trying to take care of him. And the next the next day again, Thomason sees another that sign of the she's milking the goat. Yeah. Blood comes out. Mercy's over there going, you're a witch, you stupid <laughs> bitch. Mercy's just always around. Uh, I know. That little actress is really good. She um, is. Yeah, so uh, things have gotten really bad really quickly. And it's one of the biggest problems for me in the movie was, as hard as it is to understand a lot of the dialogue, it was really hard for me to understand what a kid is saying when mm. he's like semi-conscious and screaming and you didn't even turn on this no it's being really stubborn um, but so what is he i mean i, I got half of it and well it's but really what is great. he going on about okay so he wakes up screaming things are just really bad he throws up that bloody apple oh yeah and that, that was also i wasn't sure what that was it, yeah so i mean obviously they mentioned apples a few times they said yeah, they a thousand apples they haven't oh, seen apples yeah. in a while it's also very biblical yes not sure exactly what that would <laughs> signify other than... I mean, it's also, I couldn't help but think of Snow White because there's a witch or oh, the yeah, poison apple. Yeah. Um, I guess the idea is that it's like the witch or the evil force like throwing back their own shit at him. Like, you know, oh, you don't have any apples? Here's an apple for you. Yeah. That type of thing. And then Mercy says, how about them apples? And her and Jonas high five. <laughs> <laughs> but so he says a lot of... So first he starts talking about, he's saying really creepy things about like he gets an axe she cuts, cuts off his head she gets a blade she cuts off his head real creepy things saying things about how she takes the form of a crow she takes the form of this but then he kind of he kind of passes out again and then when he comes back he starts talking about seeing jesus and like yeah i caught that part yeah. and giving him a hug and going to the light I mean, things like that. It's not That's not word for word. But I was just wondering. But let's see. Let's see that, that also kind of goes to what the mother was saying you know, in her big speech about falling in love with Jesus when she was a kid or whatever she's going on about. And then like losing that mm-hmm. when she lost Samuel and sort of not not ever knowing how what it would be like to be able to love God again because of this horrible thing. And then so it's interesting that he would come back and like spout all that nonsense. <laughs> but I was just wondering, I didn't know if it seems like he gave something to that witch by kissing her. Or maybe she took something from him, or did was he given the same deal? Like, could he have signed the book and joined her, but he did? He refused. Oh, did maybe. he? Did he actually go to? Maybe they Jesus? don't want. It. Maybe they don't want him from that. Or was that just the devil talking too? And was he, or maybe was he talking to the devil? And he was, thought he was going home to the devil. I, I mean, you know, I just wasn't sure exactly where he was actually going. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes more sense when you understand the dialogue. <laughs> but it's still um, all right. So I don't want to talk bad about the little girl in Pet Cemetery. But remember when she like kind of she has her breakdown. bad dream breakdown yeah. and it's just like you see this little boy. Yeah, he does great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kills it. Yeah. So the little shit start accusing Thomason again of being a witch. Yeah, and that's a really weird scene because um, even the second time I was unclear like are they faking it or, or well what? that's what is interesting like because I mean they're such little shits they could have been. Yeah. But so what? So they all decide the family decides they're going to play it, say the the Lord's prayer, and they start saying it, but the two twins start having stomach Acting aches out, and, yeah. and um apparently i was reading like one of the the signs that you weren't a witch was that you couldn't recite the lord's prayer really or you'd say it wrong oh. which would be awful for me because i have a terrible memory <laughs> oh my gosh 
And so I've then, never heard that before. That's cool. So then I found, so I was reading some more information. But yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I'm wondering they could be faking. But this seems to be the most direct reference to the Salem witch trials to me. Because, you know, the most famous case was, so in 19, I mean, 1641, the Puritan legal code was created of which witchcraft was number two on the list. Like murder was like way down there. Like it was like idolatry, witchcraft, some other shit, and then murder. That was really high up. And, and again, so I think we're thinking that this is about 1640. I think so. The One of the most famous rich trials was 1692. And that was the one with Elizabeth Paris and Abigail Williams. They're the ones that started, do you remember this at all? Mm. They started showing strange behaviors, convulsing, throwing things, which were, it was, it was reminding me similar of Mercy and Jonas and what they were doing. And they are the ones that accused three women in the town of being witches. And they go to trial and, and think about it, that was 50 years before this allegedly takes place. So things yeah. have, things have not gotten better. So the, if Thomason and the twins, if, cause like later the dad says he's going to take them in to be tried. There, there's no way that there, things would end well for them. William says to Tom, we'll call her Tom. I have raised up no witch in this house. It's just chaos, right? Everything that's going on yeah, up, it's up a, in that it's attic. We're crazy, in the attic crazy again. scene, yeah. What happens to poor Caleb? Caleb dies. He, um, well, he he kind of raises up one last time. And, uh, and Is that the speech you're talking about where he sees yes. Jesus? Okay. But, and so and he, what he, my closed captioning said, he dies in moans of joy. Yes. Okay, so I didn't have my closed caption on, but I remember thinking... And especially when light was happening earlier, like, is he having an orgasm? <laughs> uh, it's. Huh. I mean, it's very. This is a movie about Puritans. I mean, let's. I don't know. It, it, he's. That um, is either a very strange acting choice, which I don't think a 12 year old kid can make. I mean, mm. I, I think it's suggested that he's. I mean, he moans of joy. I mean, come on. <laughs> hmm. And given what's gone before that character, I think that's kind of what's happening. And then he dies. Yeah. So. Again, I don't have a take on that. <laughs> that's such an interesting idea. I, I mean, I think that's what's happening. And, you know, in the same way, you know, I think that... Moans of joy. That's what it said. There's a lot going on in that. And yes. there's so much sexuality wrapped up yeah. with that kid's uh, arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine it's not just a funny coincidence. Yeah, you're right. Um, William takes Thomason outside and essentially tries to have, I guess, the best way he can have a heart-to-heart to try to get her to tell him the truth about whether she's a witch or not. And because he's pretty much saying like, uh, you need to tell me because I'm taking you into town and we're going to go to trial. So, and, I mean, let's be honest. He, he has a little bit of a case against Thomason. I mean, it's, well, the he, babies disappeared. Yeah, they're he, playing peekaboo. He does kind of lay it out, doesn't he? Yeah. Caleb has gone missing. He's with come him. back with her. Well, and then he, she found him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, and then now these kids are testifying against her own sister. Mm-hmm. She's also very bosomy. I don't know. There's this idea of like, you know, him and maybe the other males in the family being threatened by her sort of sexuality kind hmm. of, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make no bones about the fact that she's a pretty. Well, at some point, the um, mom even says she's got her womanhood. So she's yeah. had her period. Yeah. So they're saying that's why they need to send her away. They need to go ahead and find her a family. Yeah. So there's this whole idea of this sort of rife sexuality that's just sort of threatening in general. But also, I mean. Objectively, yeah, there's a few things against her that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not completely unreasonable for the thing. For the but thing then again. she, she doesn't back down. She really comes at him and be like, "No, the twins are the ones that talked to the goat. The twins are the ones who did this. The twins." So he goes running in the house. Well, she just sounds like a crazy person yelling at the twins because yeah. they're still like comatose. Right. And he's like yelling at them. He's yelling at them like, "Get up! Come on! 
So he kind of believes her. And so he says, yeah, so he says, did you make some unholy bond with that goat? (laughs) Do you know how many times I've had to ask my kids that? (laughs) You little shits. And then so instead of like, so he's just like, you know what? Fuck this. You're all getting locked up in the barn. And he just like goes and locks them all up in the barn. I mean, and also, couldn't he just tie them up again? I mean, that that seems like be something they do anyway. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he can't really tie up. But he locks them all in there together with the goats and everything. He's just like, you know what? And he actually says like, we'll deal with this in the morning. (laughs) Good night. Yeah. Uh, But then there is a, again, I'm not like team William or anything, but. I mean, you kind of feel bad for him a little bit, although he's a kind of a terrible dad. But there is a scene, I think he's out chopping wood again, and he's praying loudly, saying, this is all his fault for being prideful. Please don't blame my children. And I remember thinking, prideful? Really? Like, when exactly? I don't know. Anyway. But he's asking... He's very hard on himself. Yeah. He he is begging to to save his children, and he would take their place in a second. So he's not completely like a evil... No, he's he's not a monster, for sure. He just, he's, you know, a very pious, overtly religious, um, narrow-minded man, but he's, you know, he's good, you know, he tries to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so things start getting pretty crazy from there. So, yeah. then we have another, like, I didn't think about this, but it is a similar Pet cemetery scene, where, when Rachel sees Gage, and, she, yes, you know, yeah. um, and then Catherine wakes up and sees her two boys. She sees Caleb holding Samuel. Yeah. And you do wonder, what is happening there? Because, I mean, obviously, it's some sort of evil force, but you come to realize that, well, it's just a crow or a raven yeah, that's it's... breastfeeding her. Oh, yes. That's disturbing. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty disturbing. They just show her later was bleeding. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's laughing hysterically. Yes. So, uh, so, she, so she goes to breastfeed baby Samuel, and it looks like a sweet moment, and then they cut back later, and it's just a crow just pecking. Right. It's pretty crazy. But, I mean, also kind of, you know, goes in this idea of like, well, is something going on with her or are these, like, there, I guess my thing with the movie is like, are these things happening to these women, you know, the mother and and Tim's really, or are they somehow caught up in it already somehow, you know? You know mm. um, or is it just the LSD from the <laughs> from rotten the corn? corn? <laughs> right. But no, a lot I of mean... questions, a lot of questions. <laughs> what type of questions are, is this? writer or director trying to you know ask of us as far as these characters are concerned mm-hmm. are they, is he intentionally playing with that imagery and sort of making us kind of play off our own stereotypes of you know the crone and the sort of you know or is it more just no these things are just happening to women and Chris, Chris is crazy right well and maybe the, you just mean like maybe these are just creepy things right right yeah, right. yeah. I mean I don't know it's a very like, like I very... guess my question is, are we even supposed to investigate the, those things? Oh, like, or, or just take them? Yeah. I, I, for some reason, think there's more to it than that. I think, like, they're already somehow complicit in all these things. Hmm. But I could be just re-watching the movie wrong. I don't know. I don't think there's a wrong way to watch a movie, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we get cut from that imagery to the next imagery, which is um, the kids all locked up in the barn. Right. And there's a old witch... Just yes. chowing down yeah. on. Well, I think one of the little twins is like Flora, which I guess is their other goat. Goat. Yeah. She just chowing down. Yeah. That is a really scary scene. Yeah, and also that's the last time you've seen the twins, right? Well, yeah. Because so there's so a what there's happens? a there's a really scary old lady, naked lady, just going to town on Flora. Yeah. And then she turns. Well, I mean, she it's also like, looks like she's kind of maybe milking. <laughs> I think I don't know. You think she's eating her? Yeah. But then it just it's like full on horror movie she turns you see a scary woman and she cackles like a witch and then i rewound it a few times but there is some sort of like 
sound. Thomason like looks over at the twins like very quickly. Yeah. Like I think that they just like got, something happens. Yes. Now? Oh. And I kept I watched it a few times and something there you hear a very like scary sound of like a like a I mean, it sounds like I'm being scary just talking about it. <laughs> maybe their maybe their heads get okay. chopped or something. I didn't think about that. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and then you see Thomas and kind of like go towards them. Yeah, I know this and scene then, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I think something happens to the twins right then. Okay. So it's and then um, the next is, scene, of course, the blown barns like just blown wide yeah. open. Uh, but also at the same time, like the, so th- that scene's kind of from Thomas's viewpoint, right? And the next scene you see, or one of the next scenes, the barns exploded. Mm-hmm. Thomason's left there. Flora is like in half. Yeah, so maybe it's all Thomason. I don't know. You know. All right. Well, so we'll get back to the mom. But so then first William comes out, the dad. Yeah. And then just bam, he gets hit with the right. Black yeah, yeah, Black Philip. Which is pretty scary. Yeah. It comes it's, out of nowhere. It's pretty gross. Yeah. I think I was reading something about how the actor actually did get hurt. Like that. That it goat, looks like I was wondering. It looked like something. It yeah. like tore the muscles in his ribs or oh, something. Yeah. Uh, Black Philip pushes him into his. His coveted wood pile. He's worked so hard. <laughs> right. His uh, it, the I thought house was, falls on him. I thought it was kind of sad because like his hobby killed him. Yeah. Like I was thinking like that would be like if a whole pile of jigsaw puzzles fell on me and killed me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sad? Yes. Black Philip is devastated. William. He's dead. Yeah. And so mom comes out, which was interesting. So you're saying like is that imagery? Because like there's no blood on her um, boob. There's that one. There's one scene where there's blood on her boob. It's, it's, but I, when she comes out, like the next day, I feel like there is. I don't know. Uh, th- there's definitely a scene that sh- that where she has blood in her blouse area. Hmm. Okay. Or, or private <laughs> her pillow bags. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes out again. Things are looking against Thomason. She accuses Thomason. I mean, she's this. lying in the middle of just <laughs> devastation. She's yeah. fine. Uh, I mean, Chris Doe's accusing her right love. Yeah. Um, and so they have a pretty terrible fight where the mom is just like, I mean, she's calling her a whore, a slut. Yeah. Which which goes back again to what you were saying about her sexuality being a threat. To yeah, the it seems to be sort of the primary kind of, I mean, obviously it's ruined the brother. And then so she starts attacking her and Thomason defends herself and but kind of ends up hacking up her mother. Yeah. And so then that's Thomas a pretty and, uh, brutal scene. Yeah, it's very what is she? She uses which is a knife. Yeah. Or, okay. And then Thomasine goes and takes a nap. She's very tired. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, she had already slept the night before too. So at some point, <laughs> she's very tired. She's tired. Yeah. Oh, but that's a double. Double has your eyelids. Maybe that's part yeah, of it. Yeah. Tired person. Yeah. Oh yeah, that does make sense because I do feel guilty, like when I take a nap or if I oversleep. You know, you feel like, oh, shit, I should have gotten that stuff done. I feel guilty after naps. I don't feel guilty any other time. <laughs> Never? <laughs> no. <laughs> and so then we get to Thomason is just like, you know what? I'm going to go talk to Black Philip. Yeah, which to me was still the most surprising scene in the film when yeah. the fucking goat starts talking. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you just don't. And then, you know, there's the guy. And um, I mean, that's just sort of a brilliant okay. Well, you know, you kind of see a guy walk behind her. What? Yeah. Are oh, you serious? I'm serious. Yes. Yeah, there's a guy that kind of walks behind her, and you kind of see, like, the there's a vague outline. And, um, like, you see what hooves at first, and then his legs. What? Yes. Are you serious? We'll yes. Watch the same movie. And then you kind of see, like, a shadowy figure behind her that's saying, like, you know, 
was, you know, what's the line? Uh, what's thou like the taste of butter? Yeah, so at first, that's off screen, you know, and it's the goat. Uh, and then uh, some other crazy line, and then what's that like to live deliciously? Yes, that, yeah, and you're and she's like, yeah, obviously, and so and then you see the kind of a silhouette behind her, and he's wearing a Puritan type hat. It kind of looks like her dad, honestly. And How has, did I miss that? Well, it's super creepy, but it, but it's also in shadow. And okay, well, as soon as we stop this, we're gonna watch it. Okay, it's very scary. It's very scary. Well, I thought it was scary enough just with the yeah, talking. yeah, well, yeah, and because well, because at that point you're thinking, well, she's just imagining this. But then you see the guy, or at least I did. I guess I'm imagining the whole thing. <laughs> um, Have you been around some bad corn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. Well, that is. I have to watch that. I can't. Bl- I'm, yes. That's Again. A, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's a big. It's Maybe a, I'm focusing on this, the talking, and I'm just assuming that she's. But then so and then so the guy, apparently, asks her to sign his book, yeah, yeah, which is very yeah. nice. Signs his book, yeah. Which I guess, um, and I love to read more about that. Maybe you've presented a history on it, but. I guess that's in the lore. I've never really heard that. Yeah, I know. The, I mean, I guess you've heard, I mean. Sign the Devil's Book. Right. I don't know. That's, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a modern kind of cliche, really. Right. Um, but then he tells her to take her dress off, which is also another sexual thing. Yeah. But of course, all the old witches are naked, too. That's true. Um, uh, but then when she was walking out to the woods, just a goat is following her. I mean, it's just Black Phillip as a yeah, goat. He's, but he's transformed back to his goat form goat form well that's crazy uh-huh. I'll have to i go. mean it's it's now i'm really scared though yeah it's a scary movie that sounds too scary <laughs> but you don't really see him but you see that's... it's even scarier that way though okay except for you apparently maybe it was so scary you just even see it i don't know i just blocked it out yeah well then so she goes out into the woods and she finds her people you know everybody just looking for their people yeah they all seem to be having a great time yeah and you kind of wonder like how come they didn't notice all these people before, you know, but maybe they just revealed themselves or they're just celebrating because he's killed his family. Or... <laughs> <laughs> they did a great job. Right. Uh, Guys, did you see the work? <laughs> right. I mean, uh, they, yeah, they're, um, it's kind of like a, you know, like a rave situation. Um, they are having a great time. And then so uh, Thomas Inkos and joins them and she's just, they all start floating up, which again, it's just like, you don't think they're going to go to that point. You don't yeah. think that the goat's actually going to fucking talk. You don't think that the witches are actually going to fly right, up. Right. It's just, it, all of it feels more surreal as it goes on. But she is happy. She's laughing. Yeah. I mean, again, Hereditary has a very similar structure, which I know we'll talk about at some point. Right. It goes to a point where, oh, wow, this is suddenly very literal. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I would imagine, I'm curious to what extent Hereditary, those people and those writers saw the witch and thought, oh, well, we, you know, maybe we can do something like that. Right. It's a couple of years apart. It's possible. Yeah. Um, well, and so I think, I mean, I think it's perfect the way they did it. But I was just wondering, like, do you, what if they held more of the supernatural for later? So, like, because like, you, you see, like, right away, oh, there's really a witch. She stole the baby. Yeah, but because you don't really know, at least to me, because you don't quite know what type of movie you're watching yet. That you're even then you're kind of thinking, well, is this like maybe in someone's head? Or, you know, you don't really know. Like, um, and of course, in the context of the whole movie, you're like, well, I guess I was clearly a witch. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another movie. Um, I, and I was trying to think of this because I like to place the movies you watch in some, some sort of context. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that with this one, except for movies after it, like Hereditary. Right. Um, I mean, it doesn't really. I mean, I think okay, like Rosemary's Baby, but that's not because it's about like a devil type thing. It's right. nothing to do thematically with that at all i mean i guess it, the only the only link i have is the non-horror movies like the or material like the crucible mm-hmm. 
just the lottery, you know, um, yeah. or the new world, apparently. Right. <laughs> uh, nothing that really has anything to do with, um, I think it's unique. I don't think it really fits. In I anything. know. It was. It really is. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, especially with the language, um, the way above par acting, <laughs> mm-hmm. the way, it, it, based on memory, the kind of the way it even came about, it just, you just directed us for a passion project. You just kind of did it. Right. Um, based on very strange force material. I don't know. It doesn't, it's its own thing. And, you know, it looks like it's kind of going to be somewhat influential because of, again, hereditary, which I'm just guessing. And it could have, hereditary could have nothing to do with that. I don't know. But it seems like, it fits in that same sort of genre. Yeah. Well, also, it, it yeah, we'll have to talk about Hereditary, but it is very similar in, in that they keep a lot of that. They they kind of hint at the horror, and then they just, whoa, okay, there it all is. Yeah, it's a very similar format. Yeah. Um, and also, Tony Collette should have been in The Witch, because Tony Collette yes, should have been anything. Yeah, yeah. Or Anna Taylor-Joy could have been in Hereditary. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, I think that's a, a modern classic. Um, I, I kind of already want to watch it again. Apparently, we're going to watch the ending tonight. Yes, do we have any last thoughts on it? Or um, hard to make a lot of jokes about it. I mean, it's a pretty serious movie. It is. But um, I hope that was uh, enjoyable. <laughs> Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? And come on down to Black Phillips Dairy Barn. We got fresh goat cheese, caramel apples, apple fritters. You can milk a cow. We got Elvis impersonators. Have a ball at our chopping wood station. Stick around for our line dancing show. Just make sure to sign our book on the way out. And don't forget to put flowers on poor Flora's grave. Those rumors aren't true. I'm not the devil. Thanks, y'all. did find a true crime that I think... Okay, good, good. I We talked a little bit about the Salem Witch Trials, which, you know, I, I we could have gone into more because, I mean, that was essentially murder. I mean, they were murdered for something that they did not commit. But that's not what I want to talk about. Also, I kind of thought about um, the Lizzie Borden murders, which I thought was... Lizzie Borden was accused of murdering her mother and father. This is the girl that got... Kidnapped and went on a bank robbery. Oh, that's Patty Hearst. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Who's Lizzie Borden? Oh, uh, okay. So uh, Lizzie Borden was accused of murdering her mother and father with an axe. Really? Yes. Yeah. But she was uh, tried and acquitted. But it just reminded me of it because obviously the daughter was left. There was no evidence to say what really happened. But anyway, but I didn't do that murder either. But I thought it was kind of similar. But so the murders that I chose, the murders that I chose, is that what right? It sounds creepy. <laughs> okay. Hinterkaifeck murders. Say that again. Hinterkaifeck. Okay. What does that mean? It's German. Okay. I don't know what it means, but it's, it was on the, the Hinterkaifeck farm. Oh, okay. That's like someone's name then. Well, I guess it might have been like an old family name, but the family that lived on the farm were the Grubers. Oh, like Hans Gruber. Exactly. Okay. Definitely descended from that fictional character. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Explain so much. So it was a farm that was tucked away from the local town, pretty yeah. far away. Right? Sound familiar? Yeah. So they lived uh, kind of isolated. 
There was the father, Andreas, who was a piece of shit. Right. He was abusive to his wife, uh, Cecilia, and his kids. Neighbors didn't like him. The, then in the household, they had their middle-aged daughter who lived with them. And also her two kids, which is another girl named Cazalia, uh, who was seven, and Joseph, who was two. Um, there was also a rumor that the two-year-old was actually the biological son of the dad and Victoria. Oh. Yeah. It's a pretty strong rumor. <laughs> well, small towns back then, I don't know. Oh, so well, I guess I should give you the, the this was in 19, the 1920s. Yeah. Well, it seems the only way that rumor gets started if that girl was pregnant. I mean, it, that's... well, she had a husband, but he passed away. Oh, I see. And then apparently he, she was kind of like sleeping around mm. a little bit. So there's really seems a little unfair, but anyway. But it could have been because apparently, I mean, the dad again was a piece of shit. But Victoria, the daughter, was kind of well respected in the town. She people liked her. She went to church regularly. Um, but she was a widow, and her dad forbade her from marrying again. And apparently, was very strict. Made her live on the farm. This is like the Zelda story. That is similar too. Um, so then, so strange things started happening around the house. Okay. Like what? It's oh. very creepy. Okay. So, the maid, which I'm assuming is Missy. Miss, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> she quit uh, very quickly. She quit like immediately because she started hearing. Uh, footsteps in the attic. She started um, hearing voices in the attic again. So she quit immediately. She's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Her stomach, yeah. It pains her. <laughs> Some. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but then six months later, one of the creepiest things of all happens. One night, Andreas notices that there are footsteps in the snow coming from the woods into the house. Yeah. That aren't his, that aren't anyone else's, and no footsteps going back. Weird. Yeah. They also found, um, he checks the whole house, he checks the attic, he checks the barn, there's nobody. And then that night, he hears, he hears strange ad noises in the attic also. So he goes and checks the whole house again, can't find anything. The next day, a strange newspaper shows up on the front porch. Later, a set of keys go missing. And then he finds scratches and someone trying to pry into the tool shed. Did you say a strange newspaper shows up on the front porch? Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, like, think like about Like a ghost it. newspaper? Or, <laughs> I can't understand. Like, it's not theirs. They didn't ask. They didn't this ask. This is like a really weird thing. <laughs> what a prank. <laughs> the ghost is just like, watch this one, Scary Gary. I'm going to do this. And he leaves just a... A weird newspaper. But how many newspapers do you think he, they were getting delivered? It's just a very strange detail. It is. It is. <laughs> and so I thought, I remember very clearly reading a short story. I thought it was about this particular crime, but it wasn't. But I just wanted to plug one of my favorite books, which is called True Crime. Ooh. It looks um, like a big one. It's a big one. It's a, It's an anthology. An American anthology. Put together by this guy named Harold... Schechter. That's what it appears to be. And I don't even know if you can still buy it, but it's like one of my favorite books. It's just full of true crime um, stories. Everything from Abraham Lincoln to Truman Capote. I mean, it's it's an amazing book. But so I just want to plug that book. So a new maid starts named Maria. 
So maybe this could be Missy. No, yes, maybe. And she started on March 31st, and that was her first day and her last day. Yeah, okay. Why? Well, well, so then people in the town are concerned because they hadn't seen the family. Like, they're not, like, they're they're kind of loners, but, like, the oldest kids goes to school. The the daughter usually goes to church, and they're not seeing them at all. So they decided to go investigate. And when they get to the farm, they said it was eerily quiet, which that creepy, it was creepy enough to me. You know what I mean? Like, you think if you go to a farm, there's going to be kids running around, or there's going to be someone outside. I don't know what happens on a farm. But, <laughs> but if it's just, like, quiet. Anyway, go into the barn. They find four bodies. Ooh. Andreas, his wife, Cezalia, Victoria, and their eldest granddaughter, also Cezalia. They are stacked on top of each other and covered with hay. And then they go into the farmhouse and they find two-year-old Joseph <gasps> dead in his crib. With an, uh, by You'll axe. find out. Oh. And the maid dead in her bedroom. By news. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, so then they call the police. And the police from Munich come, and they say that all the bodies were killed by a single pickaxe to the head. All of them? Except the wife and Victoria were also strangled. There's some sort of anger towards these older women for some reason. Yeah. They killed the kid with a pickaxe? Yeah. Seems unnecessary. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, the youngest daughter also seemed to not have died right away, which is pretty terrifying. So she was like stacked on top of her. Oh. Yeah. Well, who did it? Am I rushing ahead? Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's like, who did it? <laughs> Tell me. It seems like someone lured Andreas, his wife, and Victoria, and the youngest daughter one by one to the barn. It's a lot of luring. It is. I mean. But it reminds me of Blair Witch, you know, like they take yeah. them one at a time. The, the weird one of the weird things about it was all the bodies were covered. So like the bodies in the far in the barn were covered with hay. Uh, the baby's body was covered with a, a skirt, and the wife, I mean the maid, was covered with bed sheets. The creepiest thing, if if you can believe it, was that someone seemed to be living there for the four days. With the dead bodies. Yes, someone had been feeding the animals. Milking the goats, making meals, and making fires because people had seen smoke from the chimney. None of the animals had been hurt. That's considerate, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Well, is it someone that lived there? Or? There was no motive. There was just some cash taken from the bodies. So there was one suspect named Schlittenbauer who was the alleged father of Joseph. Oh. No one, they, there, there was never any arrest made. So they have, they have no idea. No. Well, that's terrible. Isn't it? They destroyed all the buildings a year later. How it ties to the witch is that at some point, someone's going to come down to this farm and find a dead boy in yeah, the attic, right. uh, a goat half-eaten, the mom <laughs> hacked up, the dad under the thing, and two twins. We don't know what. God knows where, yeah. And so who's, or they're the who's to say that something like this didn't happen? Yeah. Maybe there was a witch who came. Yeah. I mean, I would say that probably happened. You think? Yeah. And then, I mean, they they reopened it like in 2006. What year did this happen? This was 1922. Oh, okay. There's also crime scene photos. Really? Yeah. Which I, you could Google. Oh, you're not going to show them? At your own to... risk. I don't I... have them right here. Okay. But, but they're not great. 
But so that's the... No, I forgot how to say that again. Hinterkaifeck murders. There was a, um, a good YouTube video by Creepy News, and the guy who read it, he actually was German, so it sounded a lot better than me. Well, so that concludes... That's a downer of an episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I guess we could do Scream next. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a sad episode, but I thought... Uh, I mean, it's a good movie. I guess if you're already... If you're clicking on podcasts about The Witch, I mean, I guess you know what you're in for. Maybe. Yeah. And if not, I mean, we're just really sorry. Because <laughs> it, it must have been really boring if you haven't seen the movie, but, you know, that's your fault. Oh, don't get mad at them. No, I'm mad. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then, so, again, we want you to reach out to us. Tell us if we mix, messed up anything about um, our theories. Yeah. And, you know, if you think Anna Taylor-Joy is the killer as I do, um, let me know. Or if you think it's the mother. It's the only two options. <laughs> or do you think Caleb was having an orgasm as he died? Yeah. Or is everything that's on screen presented as it is, and that's just what we should take from it. That'd be strange, but, you know, that's possible. Please let us know, again, what your favorite horror movies are. How can I tie a true crime to it? Tell us what your favorite, your first horror movie experience was, the first thing that scared you was. So you can find us on Twitter at SometimesDead4, Instagram at SometimesDeadPodcast, or email us at SometimesDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course... You can always go see Chris at his house. His apartment <laughs> number is... Oh, apartment number? Sorry, you have a house now. <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> his address is... And we'll see you next time. Bye. All right, good night. <laughs>